Frank, listen, holiday season is the time frame in which people buy gifts for the holidays. Now, granted, Frank, I understand your confusion here because- It's an off by one thing. That's all I'm <laughs> freaking out about. I, I know that you can buy holiday gifts at any time. You can always buy a holiday gift. But when somebody says the thing is available, holiday 2020, what that literally means is that it is available in the holiday seat. When do holiday events happen? When does Hanukkah at and the Kwanzaa end of the and year. Christmas- Yes. So around that time is when it would be available. Holiday season 2020. That's like a, if you wanted months, that would be like a, uh, I would I say. I don't ho- want months. I literally just want to know what year. <laughs> holiday 2020. It literally, literally says holiday 2020, Frank. How do you, how is it okay. any confusing? 2020. I'll stop. In the, I'm in the, so confused, but I'll so stop. <laughs> holiday 2020. It's like, it's like, it's going to come out in the holidays. Okay. What uh-huh. year? 2020 are they late to deliver or are they pre-announcing answer me that question they announced holiday 2020 that's when (laughs) they literally said when is it available holiday 2020 they couldn't be late or early that would be like it was like holiday 2020 you very indirectly answered my question thank you not now if they now they're pre-announcing the device got it it's a pre-announcement they it's a pre it's a it's a pre announcement of the time of the date right it's not a <laughs> I date. wish we were recording <laughs> so we are recording that's why i i came right into it. that's how we're opening the podcast. so listen frank so when there's an event and somebody announces hardware one a few different things can happen here it could be march 2020 well it's going to come out sometime in march it could be march 23rd 2020 then it literally means it's coming out on that date it could be holiday 2020 which means a generic magical holiday time frame now you decide when holiday is for you um but microsoft will decide when holiday is for them i guess at this point so (laughs) thank you for the explanation james (laughs) so when when Um, does this so so when does when does the surface duo come out when when does it come out I'm not answering that question. It's very confusing. But from my perspective, I cannot buy it from Amazon today. That no, much I know. For is, a it, fact. is it holiday 2020, Frank? I literally don't know. No, the answer is no. The answer is no, it is not holiday 2020. And you cannot go buy it today. But I have one at my office. So, boom. Can't have That's that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Aren't you lucky? So this is pretty great because I've been waiting for the Microsoft Courier device for about 20 years, I think it feels like. (laughs) This is the uh, first first thing we've seen, something like this. There were a lot of promo videos before, so I'm glad in some undisclosed amount of time uh, it'll be released. I'm excited. I really am. Yeah, between now and holiday season 2020, it would be released. (laughs) And in fact, it would probably be in holiday 2020, which is holiday 2020, because that's what it says on the website. So yeah, so we're talking about the Surface Duo. We got the Surface Neo also. Don't forget that. That's a Windows 10X device. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about this because there was a big developer dual screen experiences day. And I held off because I told Frank a while ago that this was happening and, and I didn't want to talk about it yet because it's not fun to talk about something. And then like the thing happens and you're like, OK, we recorded this and no reason to do it now. So you watched the <laughs> event. You saw it. I wasn't there, but I did have a pre-recorded video. But you saw the keynote. You were in and around the Twitter sphere of dual screen devices, Frank, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think you had even told me that an event was coming up, but I forgot to like put it on the calendar or whatever. So of course I was late. I was late. I missed a lot of it. But I did a lot of catching up. I saw some fun demos. And I'm like, look at this device. So I immediately went to Amazon and tried to buy it and I couldn't buy it. And I was that excited by the demo. Um, it was it was fun. Uh, I wish you were there to guide me along. And honestly, uh, you did play your hand a little bit because we had talked about dual screen devices. It's probably been a while now uh, when those first Android devices came out and mm. we had those foldable screens and all that. Yeah. Um, but. I think we even talked about back then, like the OS just wasn't fully tuned forward and we're still trying to figure out the app model. So fast forward, however long it's been. And here we are, <laughs> the state of the art. Foldy devices with money screens, Nintendo DSification of the world, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I always find it funny because, you know, Nintendo DS, everyone always thought it was Nintendo dual screen, but it was actually Nintendo developer system. That's actually what the name of it was. Whoa, nerd, Nintendo nerd, get a podcast or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, no, you're right. I think that uh, it's it's really exciting because uh, we saw a, a lot of more foldable devices, right? We have the uh, Samsung Galaxy Fold. Now we have a Razer. We have a Galaxy Z Flip, uh, the Huawei device, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, and those are foldable screens. So they're not dual screens, but they're foldable mm -hmm. screens. So they're kind of ask dual screens in a way um they're not but they are but with the surface <laughs> duo there is a hinge there's a there's a the visible gap in between the screen it's literally and physically two screens there's two screens frank two mm -hmm. two two actually i i like that gap because it, as much as flexible technology has come along uh, LCD screens or OLED screens. Nothing was really made to bend at a 180 degree angle. Nothing survives that. Like paper barely survives it. So we got a long ways to go before we get a perfect <laughs> foldable device. And I like a good sturdy hinge. So this thing, that, that doesn't bother me at all. I think they did a pretty good job of keeping that gap pretty small. Um, I don't know. I'm staring at this picture trying to guess at how big it is. Is it a quarter inch, half inch? I don't know. Looks fine, though. It uh, When you use the device, you don't, I mean, you definitely notice that there's a gap in between content. But if a developer is building an experience around it, then you won't notice it. And when you when your finger spans the gap, the OS is really responsive. So if you drag an application to span it or even move it to the other side, you your finger goes across the gap, but somehow in software at the OS level, it's really seamless. So you don't even notice it is it, it is as if it was a piece of a single screen. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, because I was immediately starting to wonder like, oh, God, what are my apps going to do on here? But then I assume that most apps are getting into like a portrait mode then, right? You're probably do like doing a dual app experience most often. What's been your kind of like actual use case for uh, the setup? Yeah, so this is this is fun. And if we talk about for both the, the Windows 10X dual screen device, <clears throat> the, the Neo and the Duo, the Android one, the the fun fact is I started to think about the different types of experiences I would I would go and try to create. So 
there's a bunch of great documentation and the different sorts of what do they call it? They call it patterns, dual screen patterns. So there's things like uh, an extended canvas, which means it's a really it's just bigger, right? It's just here's a big canvas yeah. and it's like a it's like a tablet. Then you have master detail. So you have a list on the left and you click on one details come up on the right and you have a two page. So you're flipping through a book, right? There's a page one, page two. There's a dual view. So that is uh, I, I call it the Yelp, which there's like a list of stuff on the left and then there's a map on the right. So there's dual view. And then um, there's companion view, which is cool, where maybe you have um, a, uh, something you're flipping through on the right and then uh, or something visible on the on, on one side. On the other side, it's showing you something complementary. So an example is, you know, you're you're looking at videos and then there's like recommendations or something on the, the right hand side. So just additional content. And uh, what I was thinking for my my back pain application that I've been building is it, the first thing is that it's just a carousel view. And if I just run my app, um, it, it, like my app will just run on one screen. But if they span it, it'll go into this dual screen mode. So my thinking here was if they span and instead of just showing like one item in, in the carousel view, maybe I'll show two items, one on the left, one on the right. That would make sense. And then if the user taps on on uh, on on something to start the exercise, I could open like the modal dialogue where it's doing the countdown timer. But if they're in dual screen mode, like I could put the directions or something on the right, you know what I mean, or on the left to kind of expand that view instead of just locking it into a single form, you know, mode. And, and but I, I've started to sort of think a little bit here and there, like, what would it look like? Or I was thinking of iCircuit actually before the, before the, uh, the podcast. And I was thinking like, what if you just always had all of your, all of your circuits available to drag and drop at any time? Right. Yeah, exactly. The entire time you were talking about your app, I was thinking through all of my apps, <laughs> how they should be taking advantage of these screens. But I found myself thinking, um, it's actually very similar to the iPad or tablet design problem that you have. Um, it's easy to conceptualize a, a, a phone app and think it through and get through pages. But then you're like, oh, but then what if I, someone runs this on a 12-inch iPad Pro? What other additional ancillary information can I put up? So I was thinking about um, the kind of design pattern, or yeah, literally design patterns, I guess, that you were talking about. The giant canvas. Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea for iCircuit because you would have that hinge right in the middle of the circuit. And I think that would be super frustrating, right? I can, yeah. yeah. The hinge is big enough. That would be annoying. Okay. Uh, master detail. Yeah, that's that's kind of what your uh, companion view one worked with, too. And I was thinking, wow, okay, MoCast. That's great for MoCast. As a podcast player, uh, companion views are easy. You put up uh, details about the show, all that stuff on the right-hand view. It's basically, again, what an iPad app would do. There's one uh, view, I'm surprised you didn't mention, um, Apple ba has baked this into iOS forever, which is a paging view your standard uh, kind of book view of content. Uh, it might feel like it's only useful for books, but I think it's kind of fun, especially if you're writing any educational content. Uh, paging views are understandable by everyone where you can just flick pages. So I hope some of that's built into. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. They call it the two-page pattern. 
two-page pattern. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it all sounds great. Uh, yeah, great. So uh, for iCircuit, I like your other idea, though, of um, maybe like sub-circuits or templates or almost like shortcuts of, yeah, instead of, because just listing the files there, it's not very useful. Like if I did a standard master detail kind of display, that'd be pretty boring. But you had a much better idea. Yeah, an extended library of stuff. It could just be the library, but again, that's a little bit boring. Yeah, you're a good designer, James. You should be some kind of like program designer of manager of programmer designers or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking for, uh, I don't know if you do it in an iCircuit, but if you click on a circuit and need to display information, currently, I, th I think I think you pop something up that displays more information, which is distracting, but that could technically go into on the other screen. You know what I mean? It could be like, oh, and when you tap on something, maybe the uh, circuits shrink down and then you have you know, a nice companion view where you can edit everything. So you're, imagine in a world where your circuit your circuit board never becomes obstructed at any time. And in fact, I think you're right because if you think about, if I think about Windows and I think about Android, I don't believe that, I could be wrong, especially on Android, I can tell you for a fact that no one really thinks about tablet mode at all, which means no one is really thinking about what would happen when your application gets really wide. You know, they barely even think about <laughs> landscape mode where Apple, they've taken it to the fact that they've, optimize iPad OS to say, you're going to care about this. And that's the only way to get to catalyst. And on windows, you're like, okay, I have a big window, right? And maybe people will maximize it. And, and maybe I'll do something special in that case. Um, and just, you know, just display more content. But what I've noticed here is that as I start to get deeper in dual screen, uh, design and think about my applications, what it's making me think about is how much better my apps will become automatically on tablets uh, or in full screen mode on a desktop or even spanning multiple actual desktop screens because I've used these new controls. And, and I think that's that's something that excites me because I can just start to build my app around a phone, you know, and and then just kind of be like, okay, now I have two kind of phones. I don't have this huge service. Like with a with an iPad, I've always had the issue of all right, I've designed my I've designed my two pages, but now I have so much space. Like, do I put them on one page and that's a different view? So to me, I think this helps me become a better tablet de developer in a way. So it's just one responsive design that goes across phone and tablet and dual screen. Never hear that phrase, constraints breed creativity. It's no. Kind of <laughs> uh it, it's just this old kind of joke in artist communities it's like if you tell an artist uh you can do anything you want using any tool you want they get kind of flustered <laughs> don't really know what to do and you're anything like that but if you say like here's a piece of chalk here's two by two inches make me some artwork oh mm. that's much easier <laughs> blah 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 constraints breed creativity like yeah oh. you just come up with better solutions and so it's not like they presented a problem that the hinge isn't a problem it's actually a feature of the device but it's still in the same way and making you think outside of the box it's nice and i love your idea of the actual property editor for like circuit stuff because what you're doing in circuits a lot is you know adding a resistor and then changing its resistance 
Um, I kind of love the idea of making the right-hand side kind of a, con- a technical control panel, whereas the left-hand side or, you know, whatever, swap it around, uh, is your kind of diagrammatic uh, graphical view of things. I kind of love that split world. Like it's a split screen, so I'm going to give you two different worlds. I love that uh, matching aesthetic. Boy, I can't wait to have one of these things. <laughs> now, that only means that you're going to need to be an Android developer again, so... Uh, yeah. Okay. So explain the operating system thing to me, because I came in so late to all the announcements that I heard the words Android and Windows 10 X. And I didn't know if they were related to each other or anything like that. But allow me to attempt to explain what I do know. And then would you please correct me? Android is still Android. Whatever. Google. Um, Windows 10X has the capability of running Android apps, and the Surface Duo, the device we've been talking about, is just a straight-up Android device. Is any of that right? Half of that is right, and let me explain what half is incorrect (laughs) after this quick break from our amazing sponsor this week, Syncfusion. That's right. Are you building an app? You're probably building an app. You're listening to this podcast. Do you want it to be beautiful with beautiful controls? I know I do. You should check out Syncfusion. Listen, I use Syncfusion in all my applications. I've used them for over a decade in all sorts of apps, from desktop to web to my mobile applications, charts, graphs, effects, anything you can think about, dashboards, beautiful things. I have this beautiful countdown timer in my back pain application. Syncfusion has you covered. Listen, they also have a free community license, which is super duper rad. So if you make under a million dollars a year at your company, boom free. It's all free. Check it out. If you do make over a million dollars, you could probably afford to give them a subscription for these beautiful controls. They have hundreds of controls ready for your mobile applications or desktop or web, whatever you're building. They got you covered. Go to syncfusion.com slash merge conflict to learn more. That's it. That's it. Syncfusion. Go check them out. Syncfusion.com slash merge conflict. Thanks Syncfusion for sponsoring this week's pod. Frank. Talk about control centers. Put all those Syncfusion dials and knobs on that Got, screen. <laughs> gotta have them. We were just looking at that uh, air data website, the flight data thing for the um, um, drones, and they just have all mm-hmm. those, you know, levers. Yeah. And Got the same thing. Uh, <laughs> gauges, gauges everywhere. Yeah. So yes. So what was I are... wrong about? How, well, I, I I really thought I did well. I thought you were going to say congratulations, Frank. You totally understood our marketing. <laughs> You're so close. You're so close. So okay. So Android. Uh, Surface Duo runs Android, correct? Okay, I got that part. Woo, yay. That's correct. Now, they did do a few little things. Obviously, any device manufacturer sorts of themes the OS in their own special way. So there's some Microsoft-y stuff in there, but they added some new sensors like to detect the hinge angle and orientation and stuff like that. So they added some sensors in there Mm -hmm. and exposed those via APIs. But, but it's Android. a proper it's Google Play device. Like you can go to the Google Play store, all that stuff, right? From, from my understanding, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And not the Windows store for obvious reasons, not running Windows. It's, it is not. It, it's running Android. That is correct. So you can run all the Andro- all your Android applications. Like the Kevin Gallo showed like Google Maps, right? Just is running on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. Yep. Good. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm with you so far. Where was now, I wrong? I, I, I'm doing great. You're doing great. Now, everything about Windows <laughs> was <is> incorrect. <laughs> <Okay. So. laughs> Fair enough. Touche, sir. Touche. Enlighten me, please. Yeah. So Windows 10X is a new 
special version of Windows 10 optimized for these dual screen experiences. Okay. And it, oh God, I could, I can feel the earth shifting below my feet and it giving out. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. It, it is Windows, which means it will run all of your Windows applications, all of them, from my understanding. It'll just, any of your, you know, you got C apps, it'll run them, right? If you got UWP apps, WPF apps, it's going to run them, right? It's just going to run them yeah. in general. I specifically saw that. They said Win32, and I think they said UWP. UWP also, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yeah, anything. It's an app yep. that it will, it will run. So what they've done at the core level is they have, like, containerized how apps run. So they've they've made it so if you install, like, an MSI, MSI file, you know, an installer, it it does it in, like, a, its own special app container, um, similar to, how like, um, WSL runs, I guess that's what their comparison was. Like, do you like WSL? And I was like, the Windows, the Windows, uh, mm-hmm. WLS Windows, Linux, no system? Windows subsystem for Linux. For Linux. You had it. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, so there's like, there's no longer a, a registry, but your, your app has a, a registry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, I'm just spitballing here, but I do know there is a concept of Windows containers a la Linux containers where they create a ridiculously closed, secure environment good enough that you can run multiple things in that. I'm curious if they're taking that Windows container technology, which I think was developed for Azure and applying that to the desktop. That's me just guessing here. I don't know anything, but I'm curious. Yeah, I I actually don't know. I I've worked with Andrew on part of his keynote parks. He did he did a lot of that containerization and talked about existing apps and Xamarin apps and showed off a bunch of stuff and spicing it up and um I, a lot of that stuff still over my head, but from my understanding is that you know, you you run apps and it'll they'll run. So yeah. that's good. And then you can you know, spice them up with dual screen stuff. Now it's not it's not running Android or it can't run Android apps. It's it's running okay. Windows and it can run Windows apps. Okay. So uh is this the next version of Windows? Like will everyone, if you just keep doing the upgrade button, will that everyone get Windows 10X? No, it's for specific devices. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's like optimized, right? So which devices in particular would I put it on? So what they said in the keynote is obviously the Surface Neo, but then they also said that there'll be different sizes and form factors from partners. So I don't know what that means uh, in general. So I'd assume other types of devices in general, I guess. Okay, so now we got to talk about the Surface Neo. Tell me what the heck this puppy is. So that is a, a device a dual screen device i think it's eight inch screen sizes i forget i forget exactly what it is but it, it's in is that it, realm i believe it's nine inch nine? now that i am looking at the with two nine inch screens yeah a revolutionary 360 degree hinge oh that's something i didn't actually realize you can go uh screen uh full screen as in screens covering the entire surface area i love that yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty and nice. this is running so the- Windows 10 X and, and then it, you just like Android, you can span an application, put it on one side. It has a cool, fancy new app drawer concept. They showed it in the keynote. It looks it looks like a it looks like a, a hybrid between Android and iOS and Windows launcher because 
like you know when you when you swipe left and right, you just have a bunch of icons on on iOS and on Android you have an app drawer. But when you pull up the Windows 10X launcher, I'm going to call it a launcher. I guess I just call everything a launcher, but a launcher, <laughs> it will show you like all of your frequent, but it'll also show you like recent documents and files and things that might be of context to you too. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense. And you can pin stuff and you can put it places and whatnot. And yeah, but that's it. Getting back to Windows Phone. Good, good for us. Uh, two nine-inch screens. Have you seen one of these? That almost feels like laptop-sized, right? Like, uh, it, it doesn't feel like a laptop. Have you held one? That's a great question. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that or not. Oh, um, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, take that back. Um, I'm guessing this feels like two small iPads put together, so it's got to have a little bit of heft to it. But that's cool. It's obviously a lot of surface area with those two big screens. Um, I think me personally, I kind of want the lighter solution. It's a little more Star Trekky to have a smaller devices. Yeah, the so they're the the service Neo. I think they're kind of pitching it as a laptop esque because it has a uh, attachable keyboard that you can put on it, and Aha. you you can use mouse input on it too. So, um, you know, I guess it'll just run stuff, and you should be able to use <laughs> it. Like, I, I guess like a laptop, maybe not like uh like a surface pro you know what i mean maybe it's it's somewhere in the middle sort of how i, I don't want to belittle ipad right but i <laughs> i kind of feel like you know an ipad pro i mean it's closer to being a laptop but it's not going to fully replace it where like a surface pro like that is actually a laptop and like you could actually use it 100 percent as a laptop because it's a full windows machine just similar to how a mac macbook pro is a full machine and ipad is like somewhere in between where i think i feel as though the windows 10x surface neo is like somewhere in between that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like it's like more than a phone more than a duo but maybe not as much as a full desktop like i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna do a bunch of coding on it maybe i'll do a bunch of coding i don't know but yeah, I don't know, man, because I'm looking through the promo video at Microsoft.com products, <laughs> uh, Neo, and it's actually a, uh, they don't actually have anyone using it. So I can't say how humans would use it, but they have a lot of robots and renderers using it. So we know how the robots would use it. And the robots are able to configure it into quite a laptopy mode. It's actually really intriguing where they're able to get a physical keyboard, a touchpad, and even a secondary tiny monitor. That's kind of a powerhouse of a workstation, if you ask me. So I was a little dubious, honestly, of this 9-inch one, but that's definitely seeming quite more, quite a bit more interesting when you see it into its little hybrid laptop mode. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I, I think that, yeah, and the, the promo video shows off pretty cool form factors and things like that. And the call here was really around this developer day event for Microsoft 365 is was around telling developers about the device, about the SDKs, about the emulators, about the experiences that you could build and sort of inspiring people to do that. So there's a bunch of different ways to build applications for both of those devices and then, um, yeah, it was, it was a cool event and then, and then see more of it. So they, they showed off a lot more of it in person. They, um, you know, showed off the emulators that you can get and play around with things like that. And, uh, it was quite cool. So I think that, I think that you'll like it. I think it, 
might be up here. I like Windows a lot and I also like Android a lot. So I, I sort of feel like it's kind of the best of both worlds <laughs> in this yeah. regard because I really like Android already. And I I I I started to use a lot more, you know, Microsoft services because I work for Microsoft, but you know, I've started to use less Google services only because of privacy stuff, but <laughs> um, but still, I use a lot of Google services. In fact, right now we're inside of a Google Excel spreadsheet talking about what we're talking about. So um, I kind of use uh, everything, kind of got to use everything. So factoid, everyone's always inside a Google spreadsheet. Just it's just you don't know it, but you are you're open yeah. on someone's Google spreadsheet. Yeah, uh, I like I like these devices um, as an Apple fanboy. I'm curious to see if when how they'll react um microsoft is usually ahead of the curve on this kind of stuff so i'm figuring if apple reacts it'd be about five to ten years from now <laughs> we would see a dual screen device so i feel like this is almost practice for what's going to be coming up but it's nice to um focus on some interesting hardware again honestly uh we went through a fun phase i think Definitely with the early iPhone when all the companies were freaking out and doing all their different computers. But then I think also the um, Windows uh, Metro phone era when they were putting crazy versions of Windows onto like every form factor. Those like micro PCs, those tiny little computers. Mm -hmm. um, I loved all that experimentation. And honestly, I've been sad the last few years to see all those interesting devices go away. I used to love just going into stores and being like, wow, that's a crazy device. I'm not buying it, but that's a crazy device. Uh, this, in this case, I think I might buy one of these, the cheaper one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know release dates. I don't know price. Uh, I know mm -hmm. that, uh, the, the hardware is, is gorgeous, uh, in general. Uh, every time I see it, I'm just like, wow, that, that's super, super duper. I like, you know, something about good hardware, right? And that's always attracted me to, uh, Apple devices. I just think they're very, they're very beautiful devices. They're well built. Um, they look really great. I also think that the surface, uh, the surface line is also very nicely built. Not, uh, I, in, in general, I think it's a nicely, I think the Nintendo switch, nice, nicely built piece of hardware, the Nintendo Wii, nice Nintendo Wii U, not as nice. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but I, for some reason, you know, good looking, maybe that's human nature is like good looking pieces of hardware are really, um, uh, drawn to them in a way. I'm just like, wow, like, you know, the, some one designed that. And then there was a machine that made that. And I think that is uh, like a world I don't live in. So I can really appreciate it. And that's, I don't know, maybe that's just weird to me in general, but I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure that's why we have a technology podcast. You're <laughs> <laughs> just describing why you have the career you have, the lifestyle you have. Yes, yes. It's not really a mystery, James. Not really a mystery. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm willing to pay a little bit more for that too. Like you know, I have these uh, Elgato key lights in my <laughs> in my office, and I've looked. I looked. You know, you can get nice, cheaper lights for the studio. You know, thirty, forty, eighty bucks. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to spend two hundred dollars on these because they look beautiful. They have all the features, and and there's even Wi-Fi, you know, in them and stuff like that. But just the aesthetics look a lot better than this big hunkin piece of hardware. Because I was like, there's someone thought about the design here. So yeah. I don't know. 
design. Oh, uh, I really like that it can do the um the backfold. I think I've already said it on this podcast, but I really hope Apple puts a screen on the front and back of their phones at some point, because there's really no reason to just leave the back blank. Just, you know, put another screen over there. Charge me another $200, whatever, or more. Who cares? Um, Once they do that, though, once they do that. I just said, who cares? They're going to charge five grand for this phone. (laughs) Once they do that, they can no longer sell phone. I guess they could sell phone cases that have to be cut out around it. Like, did you see the new Galaxy Z Flip? the samsung one? Oh no that you know i hadn't considered the case issue so what's up what's going on well so well i mean i guess if, i was two things so one i thought like if you did put a big screen on the back like i guess it would only be bumpers around the end but yeah. then i thought about the galaxy flip z which is like a razor type of device from samsung small and it has cameras on the front of it and it has a little screen it's it's like a it's like a, a a circle. It's like a rec. It's like a rectangular circle. <laughs> Love and, it. And if and if you take a and it can see, it's a touch screen too, which is crazy. And it yeah. and it has uh, you can flip through notifications. But if you take a photo with the front facing camera, it'll you can see it, like like you're Love taking it. a selfie, which is crazy. So it's a very small screen, but I think you're right. Uh, having that device, but would you rather have two screens? I guess. I guess you could flip them back flip them forward i i think that there's a place for a a book format but in the book format then i would want four screens total (laughs) (laughs) i just don't see why there should be an up and a down to the phone if it's sitting there i should be able to just pick it up and use it i want a symmetric phone yeah i like the westworld phones a lot there's three oh exactly yeah yeah exactly so we we've left off a whole topic here that i actually did want to talk about as programmers james how do we do this stuff? Well, and I'll answer that question <laughs> because I know the answer. I saw this part of the show. Uh, there is a new control <laughs> out there for us to all use. And it has the lovely name, which I absolutely adore, called Two Pain View. Is it called Two Pain View? Did I get that right? How many, how many pains are in it? Two. two. It's the Two Pain View. <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name. Two and what's a pain, I guess, is the first question. And it's not a screen because you can have multiple panes on a screen. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's confusing. Let's not go there. But <laughs> it, it's a nice control. It's basic. It's um, a lot like a split view. If you've ever used a split view, um, you're given a left and right pane or top and down. So they call it pain one, pain two. They don't want to commit to any orientation because it can be flipped around in so many different and wonderful ways. Uh, There are basically uh, three orientations it cares about. Horizontal, like a book. Vertical, like a newspaper. And another one being, I guess, uh, the other screen's blocked and we're forced to use one screen. So one pane view. Not two pane view. One pane view. (laughs) One pane. Because maybe you have an app on one side and another app on the other side. Yeah, things got tight. We ran out of screen space. Should have bought the nine-inch one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, um, and then within those orientations, uh, you as the app developer can say how you personally would like to lay things out. But I assume you should probably go with the defaults mostly on that kind of stuff. Uh, Play with the operating system, play with Microsoft's apps, play with whatever apps support it and see what it is. I think that's my fun part of getting a new device. I'm such a user interface nerd. I just like seeing how apps respond to like these new hardware constraints. Yeah, it's kind of just 
take your application, put it on it, see what happens, and then start kind of going to town, I think, and start optimizing it. And and uh, yeah, you're, you're right. So the two-pane view, that's what it does. And in fact, it's, two-pane view has been in Windows, at UWP Windows, for a little bit of time now. And ah, uh-huh. interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think they like optimized it or something recently. I don't know what they did. Something. But um, Xamarin Forms has a two-pane view. There's also a React Native two-pane view. So there's a bunch of re- two-pane views. The <laughs> cool thing about the Xamarin Forms one, I'm not 100% familiar with the React Native one, but I think they're pretty similar. But the Xamarin Forms one, it's the exact same API as the UWP one. So it's exactly the same API, except for what's cool about the Xamarin Forms one is that it works across android and windows and probably actually works on your ipad too because it's just a layout yeah. i wouldn't see why i wouldn't right so i'm really curious to see what they did for ios um because there's a few options on ios we have a few native controls that would they're not exactly balanced for it, but we have the split view that is generally recommended for all ipad apps because you have so much screen space that you should be working with within those constraints um but I'm really curious <laughs> to see what uh, Xamarin Forms did for that. I hope they did something good because that's not a bad abstraction to just say, organizationally, my app is split into these two things. It sounds so constraining. We as programmers love like, where's many pain view or, you know, 12 pain view. But, you know, like I said earlier, constraints breed creativity. <laughs> so what can you do when you're told you have two places? Think it through. I like that there's constraints, but also here's some, here's some things to think about. It's not if, if, cause if I just had this, if I just had this control, I'd be like, okay, now, now what do I do with it? But then the, the design team's like, here, here's what you do with it. Here's some of the things that you should be doing with it, you know? And then you're like, okay, well, how does my content fit? Or should I do something different? Or what if I just tweak it here, you know? And, um, I started to think about my apps and, and normally people think about them as pages because you're like, I have pages. And then I started to think about how Android does things, which is fragments, which is there's a screen and you have parts of a screen. Very similar to, I guess, how WinForms used to do kind of a way. You just shove stuff in a window, you know? And I started to think, man, I should really abstract pages into just views. And I just shove views into pages, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, the the pages abstraction was, I think, really good in the phone world. It's when we started asking our apps to grow from phone into bigger things that it became bad. The pages obviously came from the web metaphor. It made sense. Um, People use the web all day, every day. We all know how to use it. So it's a good metaphor. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, but, you know, the web doesn't have a hinge in the middle of it. So they don't have a concept for how do you represent that? Well, I guess they all, they had frames, but frames are pretty passe on the web now. So no one does that. I was also thinking about long press on iOS. Um, it's kind of a new feature of iOS 13 where you are encouraged to have detailed views or preview views of content Mm -hmm. when you long press on them. Mm -hmm. This used to be the 3D touch event you were supposed to do this to, but they've really dressed it up, especially given, as you said earlier, um, Catalyst, where it makes for a better Mac app if you do this work. Uh, These detail views would work lovely on a dual screen setup. 
So I think that's, sorry, I just keep thinking about different parts of my apps and what I'm going to put onto different screens. <laughs> it, it is it's true. It's like if you had already optimized it a little bit for iPad, I think your app's going to fit really nice and then make a really nice, you know, dual screen experience. And if you haven't yet, and you start to think about your app as big pieces of content, big, big pieces of views and not pieces of pages, then I think that will hopefully make that click because uh, it is sort of a, a paradigm shift, but if you start to look at some of the samples and how they're split up, it's just like, yeah, here's, here's the, the views and here you go. And here's how you navigate to and from. And, and at some point when you click on something, you can still navigate to a new page, but, um, maybe you don't always need to navigate all the time. You could just show or hide, you know, the, the views based on the mode that you're in. So. I think it's pretty neato in general. I'm pretty, I'm pretty into it. And the Xamarin Forms SDK is open source. The samples are already done with this beautiful Xamarin TV application that the team built. It's, mm. it's gorgeous. So um, that's really cool. TV and, and app that that's in home for you. <laughs> yeah, TV home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this is actually good timing on their part because I've been wanting to consolidate the Android and Windows versions of iCircuits into a windows forms version that mm. has android and windows versions of it and while i think two pane view is simple to use i think it is going to be good to be able to design a ui that can embrace it from the beginning now that i know it exists so i'm just happy that this kind of you know pretty big to do ui control has come out now and i know to take advantage of it now before i got into too much design work yeah, I think you can start to kind of think about it a little bit there and make some cool dual screen apps. Go do it, Frank. Go make those great, great device. You can get the emulators today and boom, you'd be off to the races. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last thing I'll just have to investigate is how do they work on tablet apps? And I, I can't wait to find out. Uh, a lot to play with here. I think I'll be messing around with the Forms version, the most Xamarin Forms version. Nice. Yeah. Go do it. Fun times. Go off. Adventure. <laughs> Frank, go do it. Yeah. And 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 that's because honestly, I it's a it's a great API because there is no two pane view on Android. Like it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I'm you'd have really to... curious to see what happens on an iPad. <laughs> yeah. So you'd be good to go. All right. That's it. That's our podcast. We did it, Frank. That's it. It's over. I think bye. so. <laughs> All right, bye. Anyways, yeah. Well, thanks to our sponsor, SyncFusion, this week. Of course, go to syncfusion.com slash merge conflict to learn about their great controls. Um, hit us up on the internet. I like people on the internet, usually. And you can talk to us on, on Twitter at James Montemagno, at Proclarum, at Merge Conflict FM. We have a website, uh, mergeconflict.fm. We have a podcast. You're listening to it. You can share oh. this podcast. Yeah. Did you know we have a podcast, Frank? That's great. That's great. Th that'll really help spread the word about the podcast yeah you can Great. you can share the podcast with your friends and now that will help the podcast am i in the mirror universe now is that what happened the dual screens cross the streams and now i'm in the mirror universe something bad just happened and i think that's going to do it for this week's podcast until next time i'm james montemagno <laughs> and i'm frank krueger thanks for listening peace <laughs>